Hey everyone, it's Daryl Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC.com can clean it up and speed it up today. Now you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's so frustrating sometimes, right? Well, opening infected email attachments, downloading music, and games can slow down your computer. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor, and hard drive errors to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses, and MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Salem After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Salem After Show. Hey everybody, welcome into the Salem After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV Season 1, Episode 9, Children Be Afraid. This was a great episode and we've got a lot to talk about today. I'm your host, Bobby DeMiro, joined as always by Marissa Serafini. We are colorful on this side of the panel today. I like it. And on the other side of the table, we've got the wonderful Anna Koppel and the amazing Jesse Owen. Ladies, how you doing? Good. Now, we're going to talk a lot about spiders in a second, because I know you guys are both terrified, Anna and Marissa, and that's okay, because it is creepy. But before we get there, we'll talk about some other stuff, and before we start with the show, I want to remind you guys, Maria Menounos' new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, is out in stores right now. It was out on June 3rd. It is at Barnes & Noble, and pretty much everywhere else, books are sold. So if you haven't gone and gotten a copy yet, I know you three have. If you haven't gone and gotten a copy yet, go get one. Uh, it is good information for the summer. How I lost 40 pounds and kept it off and how you can too. That sounds good to me. I don't know about you guys. It sounds amazing to everyone. You can stand to drop a few. Wow. Oh. Wow. <laughs> no, you just, you said it sounded good to you. I, I just... Shots fired. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about spiders you're all perfectly, episode. perfect way, Bobby. You look wow. amazing. Wow. Well, I'm not voting for you for mayor anymore, Anna. <laughs> you are. There's no better choice. <laughs> <laughs> and while I'm thinking about that Twitter and social links and stuff like that, guys, if you haven't already, get on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at AfterBuzz TV. Hit follow and subscribe and like and whatever it is on each one of those social networks. Uh, we want to talk to you guys and interact with you guys, especially on Twitter. I know everybody's real active. We'll do our personal links at the end of the show, but get on follow AfterBuzz TV, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Let's get started today. We've got a lot to talk about, and I want to start with Increase, because he is, like we mentioned in the last couple of weeks, the catalyst of the show now. He's made the show a lot better. It was not bad to begin with. I think we all enjoyed the first five, six, seven episodes a lot, but since he's been here, crap's been hitting the fan, and he is... 
like Mercy, who we'll discuss in a second, a little bit of a dangerous character because he's threatening to murder people. He's not just a normal reverend. He's not a normal, you know, whatever he is, a normal man of God or even just a normal man. Uh, Where do we start with Increase today? Because he starts in the jail and he lets Henry go. Emily's father, the drunkard, says, you're not a witch, lets him go. And then... I want to interrupt you really quickly. Just with that, I think was such a brilliant move. He holds up booze and what was that? I don't know, licorice root? I thought it was some, some kind of food. Sort of, some sort of yeah. root yeah. Uh, that uh, clearly which is using spells. Choose one. You know, one's going to to uh, cure your your malady, your ailing, whatever you're going through. And uh, why doesn't he apply those simple techniques to all of the the witches, all, all the, the people accused? He accused? Well, yeah. let's, let's open up that question right now because you bring up an interesting point with him. Is he logically looking for witches, or does he have a personal vendetta against Mary and maybe other people because of what happened to his buddy George Sibley and because of what his son Cotton Mather is going through? I think it's kind of both because we know that Increase has a lot of personal tiffs with a lot of people already in town. And so he's going on the spiteful path in that way. But also when it comes to a, a poor creature like Henry, he was just, you know, a bystander pretty much and i think increase is smart enough to know hey this guy is just you know being accused by someone else i don't really think he's a real witch and so i'm just gonna let him go like give him a pass in that way this simple out here here's off i know you're just a drunk you're not a witch so i think that's also increase can pick and choose who he really wants to accuse and who he knows isn't a witch so it, that's his mentality. But I think, yes, I think he should go that route with, hey, these are two items, you know, may have a simpler, maybe black and white type of accusation. Well, he seems to have certainly the uh, enough knowledge of it to to apply those types of, of I don't want to call them tricks, uh, methods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seems to like to instead... Do things like throw Mab over his shoulder and cry out through the streets. Well, the thing about Increase, and I'm trying to rack my brain while you guys are talking about this, has he yet been wrong about a witch? Something I think is interesting about Increase is he's picked only women to be witches. Like, all the men, like the drunkard, he let go easy. Um, Isaac, which we'll get into that, I was even surprised he kind of let him go so easily like it seems like he wants to point the finger more at women well and with isaac isaac specifically is so dumb and i don't mean that in such a disparaging way but he's just i called him a useful idiot when we were watching the show he i think increase knows he is so dumb but you're right about that because increase hasn't picked up anything on magistrate hale for example and yet he has picked up this thing on mary and he's hot on her trail and he turns out with titaba and he's hot on their trail now and we'll see what happens with titaba but my question with increase is has he been wrong about who's a witch he picked out mab he picked mab picked out gloriana and increase knew she wasn't a witch so she, he let her go he picks out now titaba he's hot on mary's trail who is a witch so increase i don't know how much he knows but he's batting a thousand picking witches little does he know he hasn't been wrong yet i don't know what that means though I mean, he has had, you know, proof, like the casting stones with Mab, like all these little things have been happening to give him kind of proof or suspicion that they are witches. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens now. Evidential proof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll, and I'm interested. If it, I'm interested what comes into play historically because there's something called spectral evidence, which is how they picked out witches 
1692 in actual Salem. And it was kind of a crapshoot of people calling out witches and spectral evidence was having visions and saying this this person is a witch and it was not evidence at all. But it was admissible in court. And I'm interested to see – it hasn't come into play yet in the first nine episodes. I'm interested to see if spectral evidence ever comes into play now in the show with increase. But whatever he's doing, he's so far batting a 1,000. He may not know that. He may not have realized Titibo was a witch and he may not have thought that Mab was a witch until that whole thing went down. But he's – he hadn't been wrong yet. So. I wonder if he'll call Mercy out because, you know, he, obviously he knows how the drunkard got there. Mercy accused him. Now Mercy's accusing Tituba. Interesting. So I wonder if she's next. You just made your first prediction. Early. early really early. <laughs> I um. think that I'm going to stick with my prediction still that that increases a witch. I'm still sticking with it, and that's probably how he's doing so well. Well, he was in Mary's he dream. He knows what to look for. He, but yeah, I think the reason why he was in Mary's dream is because do you remember there were those those markings all around George's bed of the two hundred of the ash of the two hundred year old witch that he burned himself? Yeah. I think that yeah. was some sort of which was that Mab? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, okay. I, th- I think another reason why increase was in Mary's dream because that's the person Mary's fearing the most. And dreams, you know, kind of go into the nightmare aspect. And I felt like subconsciously this is who Mary's afraid of. So it makes sense that Increase would be there accusing her of her biggest fear of being a witch. So it makes sense that Increase was there in her dream. Yeah. I I wasn't clear that those ashes were Mab's. I was. He said I burned the two, 200-year-old witch, I burned her myself. It was Mab after she died I, and then was hung after her death, and then he burned her. Okay. Yeah. Good chances that was Mab on the wall. Okay. Yeah. I, I I would not put it past him that he carries around burn wishes. I'm he serious. probably does, too. I'm completely serious. But that symbol was the, pretty much the Illuminati. The, the, triangle, the, yeah, the triangle, triangle inside the circle. The circle yeah. the this, is, Illuminati. this is probably going really back, but did we ever, um, you know, when he was on the, the boat and he was like, I want to find the witch on this boat, there's a witch on this ship. Did they ever find one, or did he ever accuse his witch? Or well, remember, say? to your prediction point about him being a witch, that scene, the captain had his hands up on the deck, on the on the table, and captain said, where is the witch? And Increase whipped out the knives or whatever it was, the daggers, and said, right here. Mm-hmm. So okay. uh, he could either have been, you know, being crazy because he's freaking crazy, or he could have actually admitted to somebody who he knew was going to die that he's the witch. And he actually is a witch, and that was actually not a red herring, but he actually is, and we should have taken him at his word. I guess we'll see about that. But I don't think we've seen anything else from the boat other than driving Increase here and bringing the Malum, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Increase, another interesting scene with him. He First off, he confronts Mary about George being spelled, and he is so sure of George being spelled, and Mary's terrified of that, and he's, again, dead right about George being spelled. Little does he know, maybe he knows or doesn't know, but he is dead right about that. And then he confronts Isaac because Mary gives Isaac that potion. And there's that interesting scene with Isaac and Increase where Increase um, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. essentially talks to Isaac about the greater world and talks to Isaac about what he's missing in the world and be on my team and is so manipulative with Isaac. And this, Jesse, to me is where this really picked up the useful idiot nature for Isaac to me. You were talking about how he's never accused any he's of the a men. Naive being. He's so naive. I wouldn't say useful idiot. I would say naive. Well, I don't, and he's definitely increases definitely playing off of his ignorance and naive naivete of the world. Oh, 100%. And that's, I think, why he doesn't accuse a guy like that of being a witch. Even though Isaac is helping Mary and hurting Increase's cause, Increase knows Isaac is too 
I, I'm sorry. He's too dumb to bother with. He's so if you can manipulate him, that's true. Aren't we all though? Let's be honest. <laughs> we just don't have anything tattooed or you know indentured yes. into our head. Luckily, <laughs> it's on your bucket list. No, <laughs> no, it's not. To fornicate? Well, no, no comment. I think that's I think I, I mean, I think strike I, two. I think I got to lose a couple pounds first, don't I? <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> so, so, but that brings up that brings up. You okay? Do you need a minute? You gonna <laughs> that that brings up uh, Isaac for us because he and Increase have a little thing today. Now, Isaac in past episodes has flat out told John that he doesn't trust Increase, and so this dynamic, this relationship between him and Increase is interesting because we know Increase has more power, more influence, more. Anger, more energy, more everything, more intelligence, all that sort of stuff. And Increase is playing chess while Isaac is playing checkers. However, Isaac also has good enough intuition to know what Increase is about. He may not know technical things of what's going on or may not understand the depth of it, but he knows Increase isn't a good guy. So Isaac, in these confrontation scenes where Isaac is supposed to watch over George, it's an interesting dynamic because Increase probably leaves the room thinking he's won and he's got Isaac on his team. But Isaac says... I don't really know what's going on, but I'm not with Increase. I'm going to do what Mary told me to do, and I'm just going to do whatever it is, and maybe I'll do whatever I can to get around with Increase, but he's not on my team. And and it's exactly that, too, because Isaac knows that Increase is not the good guy. But also, Mary has been really one of the only people in the town who's ever showed any sympathy or compassion towards Isaac after everything that has already happened to him in front of you know the public eye. And Mary's the only one who's being nice to him and actually caring about him in in some sort of way. So I think, and we we know that Isaac doesn't like George, so he's not taking care of George just for George's well-being. He's taking care of it because he's doing it for Mary, because Mary's actually kind of being that friend towards Isaac. Not for increase, not for George, it's for Mary. And that's a big thing because Isaac hates George so much. So much. Then Therefore, he has to, he's doing it for Mary. Exactly. He has to love Mary or love. You know what I'm saying? He has to he has to be on Mary's side yeah. that much more to overcome his hatred for George. Mm-hmm. Because he even says it when he's giving George the potion the first time before he gets caught. He's talking about how George made his life miserable and whatever the exact words were and pacing back and forth and then still gives him the potion because he knows his allegiance to Mary is more important than his dislike of George. Yep. But, but he did say when you were at your weakest moment or most vulnerable moment, it was... Uh, the Reverend Mather Sr.'s name you called for, not your wife. So I think he also senses there's something that's not right going on there. So I don't know. He might just be playing for Isaac. He could be playing for Isaac. Maybe that's an interesting point. He's he's being dumber than he actually is to, to get something of his own. I just don't know what he wants to get. I just always assumed he was on, like, the Cotton John team because of the way he looked at John in the last couple episodes. But you're mm-hmm. right. He could be playing selfishly, too. And that'll only come out in... The next four episodes. I think all of these years of being looked at as, you know, an untouchable and, and less than whatever and not having much interaction with anybody really gives him an opportunity to and, and Mary even said, let the secret stay between us, like so many of, of Salem secrets. Um or let the stay between us, whatever the line was. Mm-hmm. Uh he has an opportunity to observe a lot and just keep it. And so he might just be playing dumb, you know, who, who knows the real Isaac. That's a great 
We're like into predictions way too early a couple times. That's a great thing, though, that he knows a lot more than maybe most mortals in Salem because of some of the stuff he's seen. He's on the Cotton John team. He's on the Mary team. He's gotten in with Increase, although Increase got very mad at him and literally kicked him out of the room or whatever. But he knows a lot of what's going on because he's the idiot that we can just tell whatever or use him or whatever. And if he can process all that in his mind or if he's just playing dumb, he has a lot more power and a lot more knowledge than almost everybody else in town, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think everybody thinks he's kind of like the dumb one because, like, whenever um, they knew he was the one that broke the circle, like, nothing even happened to him. So it's like, I think they just kind of accept he's just floating around town. That's a good point. The first grand ride of the first circle that they did a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. What else about Isaac? Mm-hmm. I think that's about it with him. Well, I think between Increase and Isaac, just when Increase was kicking him out of, of the room, and he was just so mocking to him. And it was just great to see Increase like that, too. Yeah. Increase Increase is angry and scary, but he's also kind of funny. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I think it's intentionally funny. It's not like unintentional bad acting by that actor. It's like intentionally a little quirky. You can't help but laugh. He's a brilliant actor. It's, yeah. There's, there's nothing unintentional about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It his voice is unbelievable. Yeah. And just every the stuff he says, I wish I had written I down more of his direct quotes, but some of the stuff he says, you just you have to laugh because he's so... What it reminds me of is it's somebody who, correctly or not, believes he is so much smarter than everyone around him. And so he's kind of constantly talking down to everybody. And of course he does it to Isaac. But Very he's sort of... Yeah, he's yeah. doing it to everybody else too. And it's not just out of anger, but it's a little bit out of... Arrogance. Arrogance or frustration. Like, I can't believe I'm here and I have to do this. Like, it's funny. It really is funny. He's. I love Increase in this storyline. I love that he came a couple episodes ago because it totally livened up this show for me. Thank goodness. Well, also, if you think about it, the... The minute increase came into the picture was the minute uh, Mary's powers start to decrease. So we had the whole power shift, and that's the reason why increase is there to really. St- the, the bad person in town we thought was married for a long time, it's actually Increase. Increase did say one thing to Isaac that I wrote down You were a Cretan and a failure. You're a Cretanous failure. I'm just waiting for Honor to call me a Cretanous failure, and then. <laughs> Strike three, it'll be there. Oh, you've already internalized all of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wow, so scared. Wow. Done. You're like, it's you, done. You're, you, you know what this is? This is the group of teenagers in Salem, and you're Mercy Lewis. I'm just terrified of you. Oh. oh. Yeah. Children, be afraid. <laughs> I will say um, one last thing on Isaac. Um, I thought it was really interesting how when Cotton was trying to butter Isaac up, he basically said you're a role model for these children because you were a fornicator and now they know not to be a fornicator because look at your forehead you know like it's like oh thank you thank you for using me as your example like (laughs) but very patronizing Yeah. yeah very patronizing Absolutely. Way to spin a negative story into a positive. He was exiled and all this terrible stuff happened to him. And, oh, no, but the children have learned from you because you were the fornicator and they won't fornicate now. I can't even say fornicate without kind of laughing because it's such a funny word. But in that time, you would have had to use something like that. So <laughs> There's a silver lining in everything. <laughs> I, yeah, there. I guess there is. Um, Okay, well, let's transition here because Increase not only is dealing with Isaac and George. And, by the way, George, I, I can't wait to see what comes with George in the next few episodes because he's – He's tangled in a web. It's going to hit the fan, and he is not going to be—he's not going to be spelled for the next four episodes. He's going to speak a lot. He can't. No, it's no. I'm saying he's not going. The spell's not going to continue because those are temporary spells. That potion went in and all that sort of stuff. So something will obviously come with him, but I can't wait to see what that is. But the other relationship increase has of significance in this episode, of course, 
is with his son, old Cotton Mather. Ugh. What Man, was that increase, noise? Increase is such an a-hole. <laughs> I swear. That was how, do you, such, how do you really feel, Marissa? That, okay, to say, you know, rec- recant that story about the the day his son, you know, yeah. be, was born, and then saying, and then you came along all flapping around and stuff. It was, just, it was so negative. I mean, any good father would be like, I was so happy the day you were born, and, like, your your wife, you know, my wife was there, and all that, and, like, I had a family, I had a son, I, I became a father, and then, like, you you can tell with Increase's story that he resented Cotton ever being born, and yeah, never showed love for his son the minute he was born. I, I kind of yeah. disagree with that, actually. I took the story as being a little cute. Like, it was, it, was, it, was cute. it was the softest Increase is going to get. Because he's so tough and so mean that he kind of broke down to Cotton and said something along the lines of "You came along and you were a tangled mess of limbs and hair," yeah. which is which is not like a greatest compliment, but it's also a little bit goofy and endearing. Yeah, he, I don't think that was endearing at all. Really, I thought that was more of an insult. Because like, he said something like "You came along came and, along, and right? showed me love" or what it was, or showed but me what love was. He started off. He was like, "I didn't love your mother," and then you came along and. You showed me that kind of love. Boom. And then Cotton responds with, what's like, ironic is you took that love from me. Well, yeah, he did say but, that. But the point is, Increase talks about love. Because I love Gloriana as I would love his son. Um, <laughs> no, but, but does Increase really know the meaning of love? Like the true love? I think that's the softest we're going to see Increase get. I thought he was basically like, saying... Unconditional love from a parent to a child. I don't think increased knows that. I think that you're confusing your idea of what like a father should be with increased mother. Uh, <laughs> I know, is, maybe I am. Yeah, that I. Yeah, because because I agree. I, I do think no, it wasn't the warmest story I've ever heard of a father recalling the day his child was born, but. Uh, but yeah, and because he also followed that up with that you were a tangled mess of limbs and hair, and you weren't much. <laughs> um. But you were enough to show me love. And and so, yeah, I do think this is the softest we'll ever see him. Enough to show me love. Where's mm. his love? Yeah, he, and that's what he said. I, yeah. I, he's, I didn't love your mother. I didn't love. Like, he had never loved in his life. Exactly. I don't think Increase knows the real meaning of love. And that's why he can't understand the Gloriana and Cotton. Which, can I say, it broke my heart when Cotton went into the the divine, what was the it The divining called? rod? I yeah. love that you said that. Went in there and, like, took Gloriana's, like, green, like, whatever that was, dress, shirt, I don't know. Her little fabric, yeah. I hated so, that. I thought he was such an idiot. I just, like, I just had enough. And it's so funny because I said what Increase said to him later. I said, pull yourself together. This yeah. Like, you know, stop. Just rule, stop. Rule you number one. But rule. I mean, he, you have to remember, he's also, like, a holy, holy guy, and, like, he is, like, fornicating so it's like that was probably a lot for him to do being a minister or whatever and so i don't know i just feel like that was his girl you know rule number one you end a relationship whether it's your choosing or not because this one was not cotton's but if your relationship has been ended get rid of her stuff don't go back. Don't think about it. It's only going to bring you down. It's tough enough. But if they want to be together and it's his dad keeping them apart, that's a little different. What are they going to do? Snapchat each other from thousands of miles away? They don't have that. They can't do okay. anything. Who was it that predicted that they would find each other? It was you. Yeah, right I know. Now. I mean, they will, yeah. but I'm just saying, in the meantime, Listen Cotton... Listen to your own predictions. <laughs> Cotton, <laughs> Cotton, Gloriana is left Cotton. She's coming for me. 
Cotton doesn't know that. Okay, don't even give me that look. <laughs> Cotton doesn't. Cotton doesn't know that they're going to get back together. And maybe we don't either because it was just a prediction. But you can't go with the fabric and what. It's too sad. You're depressing yourself. It's hard enough. You can, gotta let go. Can we go? Wallowing, all right. He's yes. Wallowing. Can we go with not passing out in the cemetery? Can That's the worst that? part. That's the worst part. You can't pass out in the cemetery. No. Death makes you tired. <laughs> <laughs> did you fall asleep or did you pass out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, love makes you do stupid things. So, yeah. Isn't it funny, though, that relationship, too, with Cotton, now that we're on him, the dynamic between Cotton and John has changed so much. And before, John was kind of reckless and Cotton was way too uptight. You know, this is the way everything is. And now Cotton is a train wreck. And even before Gloriana left, Cotton was lightening up a lot. And John has gotten more stern and more responsible and understands more of this stuff and now John's babysitting Cotton as opposed to the other way around. Just a few episodes ago remember, Cotton gave John the book and he was reading it upside down and Cotton had to turn it over for him and now you've got Cotton passed out, wasted in a cemetery and John's like, dude come on. It's kind of interesting though because they had, you know, they made the comment that um, my father wanted me to be like you, my father, you know but now they're kind of like switching Kinda. This is interesting. This I didn't have this on News and Gossip, but I do remember reading this, that somebody interviewed Shane West, and I don't recall who it was. I'm sorry. Whatever website it was, I apologize. But somebody interviewed Shane West and asked him about hanging out with Seth Gable and say, do you hang out off set? And Shane West responded, and he said, he said, yeah, I mean, in Shreveport we do, but in L.A. we won't. <laughs> wow. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. And why won't you hang out? All right. And I assume, assume he just meant like we run in different friend circles and it wasn't the biggest deal. Yeah. But to see that in print, you were kind of like, oh, damn. Sorry, Seth. <laughs> Fake friends. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of news about Shane West. Yeah, yeah. Shane's, Shane's been big. Him and other guys. Interesting. <laughs> okay, so Cotton glows glory on his room, which was unbelievable to me. And then we don't see tons of him after that. I'm trying to rack my brain and looking at my notes. Um, he does have the confrontation with Increase, and Increase, that scene about love and, sh- and the, you know, Cotton being born and showing me love, and Increase tells him not to display that heartbreak so publicly. Uh, is it, I guess, the question for you guys about Cotton with Increase, is Increase concerned about him displaying heartbreak so publicly because of his station in life, no matter who the girl was, or is it just because the girl was a prostitute? I, I think it's actually neither of those things because when he leaves, he says to him, pull yourself together. There's much work to be done. And I think he actually wants and needs Cotton on his side here and uh, in his corner. Cotton actually knows a lot about this stuff. He's very well educated on the subject. Doesn't have a ton of worldly experience, but uh, but does have a ton of education on it. Um, that increase does not have. So, and and Cotton does, by the end of the episode, sober up enough to be there for for another accusation. And his knowledge comes in quite handy. That's exactly it. He tells Increase what to do, and Increase, for the first time, is like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, that's a thing? Okay, no, no. all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good to know. Yeah, which was interesting in and of its own right. Um I guess we'll transition now from Cotton, Increase, everything like that. I don't want to leave anything on the table with the three of them, Cotton, Increase, and Isaac. But uh, let's transition out to Mary. We'll talk about Mercy at the end. I can't mm-hmm. wait for that. But let's talk about Mary first because Mary has, I think, Mercy, you mentioned it, lost a lot of power and is kind of running on empty and kind of running horrified. 
the entire time, ever since Increase got here. Mary's demeanor has demonstrably changed. Uh, and then she's kind of interesting in how she works with John because she goes up to John at one point. Before we get into her situation with the witches and with Tituba and with Mercy, she goes up to John at one point and talks about how badly she needs her husband back. And John's kind of like, what are you talking about? You don't, you don't need him back. You don't love that guy. And obviously she can't tell John why she needs him back. Yeah. But she really has to play a character in Salem now today because she can't give away why she needs George back. And she can't give away what she did to George. And yet she desperately needs him back from increase. And she's not getting him back. I think it's interesting how Mary's acting now because the earlier episodes of the season, she acted out of, um, you know, people were afraid of her. She had her strong demeanor and stature and her scariness, I guess, and power over other people. But now since you take that away, what does she have left going for her? Her looks, her social status, but also people's sympathetic you know, tendencies towards her. Like, oh, you know, if anything happens to him, I'll become a widow. And we were talking about that last week. So, like, she only has her own personal vulnerabilities that she can play off of to make other people feel bad for her. And that's that's how she's still manipulating people, even though she might not have her, you know, her strong status and, like, her confidence anymore. That's the thing that she's going off of. I don't understand why she can't stand up to increase. Like, she has the power because she said, you know, with her husband still alive, she can make all the decisions, she has all this power, we'll use it. Like, if he won't give you your husband back, say, no, I'm taking him, whether you like it or not. Like, I don't know. I think she's terrified. I mean, obviously she's terrified, but I think she's so terrified that Increase has not yet picked out a wrong witch. He's really hunting down the trail. And she mentioned it to Mercy when Mercy asked to kill him. She said something along the lines of Increase is very well known nationally and internationally. Or she said new world and old world. Uh, Increase obviously has so much power and respect that I think she is even in awe of him. And everybody else in town, she's been at worst demeaning and condescending to and at best standoffishly cold with. Everybody. Whenever she walks around town, how cold she was with Anne at one point early on a show with those teenage girls, how cold she is. And when Increase comes to town, she's the, she was the biggest fish in the smallest pond. And now a significantly bigger fish has entered the pond. And so whether or not the witch thing has to do with anything, and it does, but even simpler than that, the relationship idea, Increase, is so much more powerful. And I think we can't forget Increase in George's relationship. Increase now directly speaks for George in a way and represents healthy George. When George was spelled and couldn't talk, it didn't matter because he was just hanging out like he was in a coma. But now that Increase is here, it's almost like, in a way, George is back. And the dynamic has changed, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that part. And the, and the thing that's terrifying Mary also is that we see every episode Increase is getting closer and closer and closer to finding out Mary's an actual witch. And we, I mean, not to jump too ahead, but we even saw at the end of the episode, he had, he was right on Mary's tail, right there. And then, you know, something happened and, and we'll he, get to that. He made the accusation in the, in the bar with her. He kind of hit me because remember she was like, uh, just say whatever you have to say, basically. Yeah, and right, so right now, Mary, the, the only thing that's really saving Mary is herself because she's so smart, she knows how to intellectually, like, get out of situations. That's the only thing that's saving And I'm glad you brought that up with Mary and Cotton and the accusation in the bar. That wasn't actually an accusation. I said, excuse my language, I said when that happened, when Anna and I were watching it, and Cotton didn't follow up on the accusation. Increase. Or Increase didn't follow up on the accusation. I said that was a bitch move because Mary called him out, got him in a trap, and said, you know what? 
accuse me. Make the accusation. You're dancing around it. Accuse me. And he backed off. And that's the one time this is two very powerful people mm-hmm. going head to head. You know, they're butting heads l- almost literally. And that was one time where Increase loses. He should have just made the accusation. I would have loved to have seen what happens if he says, you know what? I think you're a witch and just called her out there. And he didn't do it and he backed down. And I was a little disappointed in him. I think he needed more proof. Like he, he wanted to get more on her so he could call her out, which he did. Yeah. And then she... Proved him wrong again, kind of. But and also, uh, also for but for storytelling wise, to have that build up but then not happen, just to make the second situation even bigger, more big. For well, sure. Well, two things. I think first, accusations aren't nearly as fun in Salem unless you have an audience, and and two, I think he has suspected Tidiba more from since the time in the woods. Oh, why Tituba was there with George Sibley? Right. By the tree. Yeah. yeah. So what I, are you doing here? What I would also think with Tituba, because in the mortal realm she's a servant, and in the mortal realm she holds less power than Mary, it would be easier to pry Tituba away. And if you know – if you're Increase and you know Mary is the witch, which I think he does and he's on her trail obviously, and you know she's the witch, instead of going after the big dog first – why don't you cut the legs out from under the table? So go get Tituba. Go get Mercy. Maybe go get Magistrate Hale and pick off a little bit smaller people one by one until Mary's left with no one. And then you can go get Mary. Not only will you have more evidence and you can have an audience like you mentioned, yeah. but you, you also have taken away any of her allies. And so Mercy sells Tituba down the river. That's cool. Tituba's an easy get for him. We can get Mercy later and then Mary's the big dog. Unless right. Tichuba, yeah. I don't want to give an early prediction, but maybe Tichuba. We've been predicting will, all day. Um, maybe she'll give mercy away, and then it'll be like a big triangle, like everybody blaming everybody. Her dad Could, was asking for her back, and Mercy's an immature witch. She's, you know, she thinks she knows it all. Which, speaking of her dad asking for, her, you know, to see her, I thought that was really weird because I mean, her dad was just trying to help her with the whole you know, exorcism, and I don't think it's fair that he can't see Mercy, but I do think it's weird that, like, the whole town's just, once again, okay with Mercy just living with, you know, Mary. Yeah, why was Mary so cold to Reverend Lewis? The exorcism's one thing, but I think, I feel like if you're as powerful as Mary and some of these witches' powers, you're not that concerned about an exorcism that Reverend Lewis is going to perform. Yeah, I think think that was another situation where Mary's actually taken ownership of Mercy now. She said, Mercy's mine. Yeah. Or, alternatively, Mercy is such a loose cannon and during the episode asked to murder like a hundred people, like literally (laughs) asked to murder everyone, that Mercy is such a loose cannon, maybe Mary fears that if Mercy gets out of her control and goes to Reverend Lewis or somebody else, Mercy might kill him or do something wrong and that attracts the wrong no I don't even think that I think Mercy will just kill Reverend Lewis or whomever and do something Uh, way off the cuff and attract the wrong kind of attention yeah she's such a rogue yeah witch she's too young you shouldn't you shouldn't have asked a teenager to be a witch no huge mistake the teenager asked her to be a witch yeah but you shouldn't have and you shouldn't have you know welcomed her yeah such a mistake never let teenagers do anything no it's probably last minute like oh shit she knows so make her a witch so then she can't tell on us yeah i mean that's actually kind of what it was when it did happen but mm-hmm. even so from day 1 when Mer- when mercy killed rose slashed her throat you know she's been a rogue cannon and and mary's had to pay the price for that now because it strained mary's relationship with tituba very greatly Tituba and Mary used to be yeah. very different. And then at one point they're arguing today and Mary said something like, I wish you'd love me a little less or whatever that line love was. Love me less and you'll love me better. Exactly. Yeah. 
So that relationship is very strained because of other things too, but really mercy has been the catalyst for that and now increases making it worse. And you've got Mary running with, again, not a lot of allies. She started so powerful and then episode by episode, different allies have gone different places. We don't even see Magistrate Hale this episode. Do we see him for one second today? Mm -mm. No. I don't think so, no. I mean, we will next week if it looks like with previews and stuff, but Mary is running out of allies. And let's talk about her scene in the woods with those two wart-covered witches, the one with the eyes that are kind of melted Ugh. shut, the skin that's melted shut, and, and the cauldron. Um, first question, before we get into the, the theme, the topic of it, the idea of what actually happened, two witches with warts stirring in a cauldron, <laughs> too stereotypical to you guys? Very Macbeth. Very yes, Macbeth. absolutely. I didn't. Toil, toil. I didn't like it because it was too much. Like, ah, oh, they're witches. Here's what they look like. It was. It was a little too unimaginative. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, I, I see where they were going with it to give the idea of witches. So, I mean, I'm not against it, but you know, I think they could have done without all the cauldron stuff. I think that yeah, they were trying to just hit the audience over the head. Hey, these are the witches. I mean, a lot of it is like stereotypical. You know, the spells, the broomsticks, the. Spiders. Uh, <laughs> uh, spiders. We'll talk about we'll talk about the spider in a second with uh. Titaba. But I know you guys are just so excited to talk about that spider. I, I, I have uh, a different no. the different spider to talk about real quick. The web in um, Mr. Sibley's mouth that was caused by Mercy, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, just wanted to clear that up because there was so many spiders going around. I know there are a lot of spiders. Actually, there was just like one spider going. It was around, two, but. right? Because Mercy had one, and then Tituba had her pet. That was Tidiba's spider. Mercy wants one, or wants a yeah, familiar. Yeah, because Mercy doesn't yeah. have a familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was just Tidiba's. Because yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when Mercy and them were in the woods, they were, um, like, the chant that they were chanting something about spiders. Yeah, and they were calling it Tidiba's spider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting that Tidiba's spider would listen to Mercy if but it's her familiar. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. You got a good. Did, don't you no, remember no, playing did you that? Play that? Yeah, I played that when parties. I was a kid. I was always the smallest one, and they would. Lift and any time you would lift up, you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, it's working!" Yeah, and it's like, no, we can just really lift. No, because <laughs> it's always the smallest person that you lift up. Like, are you oh. guys? Are you guys witches? Did you yes. guys know that no, you can I was actually, always the board? <laughs> it really doesn't matter how heavy somebody is if you just take your fingers like this and you put them under somebody's like armpits and knee sockets you can lift them just takes four people to lift pretty much any size person mm-hmm. true good story to, good to know fun fu- fun fact fun about fact. a couple yeah wow yeah <laughs> go on anyway <laughs> okay are, yeah your next slumber party <laughs> yeah hey that's a good idea you guys should have a little witch slumber party and you can like call out spells and stuff Hey, hundred tweets. Oh, Lord, we're not doing that. We'll have a slumber party. (laughs) We're not doing that again. (laughs) Dance, Bobby, dance. All right, I have have learned my lesson with asking people for tweets and doing things I don't want to do. Let's talk about our last (laughs) subject, and that is Mercy, because we've been dancing, no pun intended, around (laughs) it for a little while here. Mercy is terrifying. So first question, before we get into what's going on with Mercy... Uh, a little open debate for you three. Who's scarier, Increase or Mercy? Increase. Mercy. I, I think Mercy because we don't know what Mercy is going to do. Mercy. I think Increase because he has more power and, like, yeah, Mercy does a lot of stuff, but she also surrenders kind of to Mary. 
and she listens to Which, her, where Increase doesn't listen to anybody except for himself. But Mercy's also building her own army. She has all these minions now. Yeah, listen, mm-hmm. we said it. When those girls came up on Henry Hopkins, don't mess that with teenage really girls. Children, that was so children of the corn. It was like those scary. girls. Those girls were like, Henry Hopkins, you can't sit with us. <laughs> mean Girls reference. Yes, yes. All right. Awesome. <laughs> You guys like that one. Good. Uh, no, listen, I think it's Mercy, too. And the only reason I think Mercy is more dangerous than Increase, not only does Mercy have supernatural powers, and we don't know yet whether Increase does or not, but the other thing about Mercy is Increase has power, and he knows he has power. And we've said this before about and Mercy. Everyone knows he and has everyone power, knows he has power. And when Increase, sorry, when Increase makes a, a threat to kill someone's life, he's probably going to go through it because people know that he has killed people. So yeah, and he and he understands his power, and he understands you can't use it willy nilly whenever you want. You have to pick and choose your battles to be really powerful, and he does that. Mercy has so little power relatively, and no power in town that she's kind of a loose cannon wanting to show it off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost, I guess, a, in a weird way, like an inferiority complex about what it is. And she wants to show off that power and she really doesn't care who she hurts. And she's requesting to kill people for Mary. She's like, let me kill that person. Let me kill that person. Like, what are good are these powers if we don't use these powers? That's horrifying. She wants to prove herself. Yeah. I mean, and, and, she, and there's psychological... She's kind of messed up in, in that way because, and also, it might not help that she's a teenager, so she is hormonal and angsty and has a lot of problems against her. And then the thing is with Mercy, because she is mysterious and we don't know what extent she'll do it and the the reason behind why she wants to do it all. So that's what makes it more scary for me. I think she's like, oh, that's a problem? Well, I can fix that problem. I can eliminate it. So let me just eliminate you. I think that's kind of how she's thinking. But, yeah, it's her intent. It's very spiteful and vindictive in every way that she's going about it. Yeah. Let's talk Mercy with Tituba. Uh We've mentioned it a little bit with Mary's relationship with Tituba. Mercy and Tituba have never liked each other. And Tituba, I think, from the start, regarded it as a huge mistake that Mercy became a witch. And, lo and behold, Tituba's probably right. But at one point today... Okay, first off, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think I heard this correctly... Did Tituba call Mercy a bitch? Yes. She said, stay out of my way, you little bitch, because I made a note of that, because I was like, bitch, did they say that then? Exactly. That's that same. I didn't say and do a lot of things. Yeah, I'm just, I'm wondering if they would have said bitch. But I mean, it's. (laughs) Bitch means dog, so I mean, maybe it, you know, it was around then. I would love to look up the historical (laughs) accuracy of swear words and how they evolved over time. Maybe they were using it. Who knows? Either way, it points out just how strained that relationship is and just how much they don't like each other. But then what's weird is in this Mercy-Titiba relationship, after these arguments happen, they've been happening for a few weeks, Titiba kind of brings Mercy into the fold to talk about the spider and shows her the spider, the familiar, the feeding, the little thing on her neck, whatever that was. And, and in, in, in truth, Titiba actually brings about her own downfall by letting Mercy in on something that she probably shouldn't have let her in on. So, I mean, is Tituba just trying to be nice to Mercy in that spider scene and try to say, okay, you're a witch too, so I'm going to show you one thing? Why would Tituba do that if they don't like each other so much? She's peacocking. What does that mean? Mm, <clears throat> she's yeah. showing off. Yeah, she's uh. saying, like, uh, because she said anything that you uh, want to bring to the to the mistress, you can bring to me. And then she was like, you know, this is my familiar. Um, it's given to me by Satan. 
I have one you don't, neener, neener. Um, humble brag. Yeah. yeah, so... Not so humble. <laughs> not at all. Um, so that's what she was doing. Peacocking. Peacocking. I, 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 I like that. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. And also, you peacock. if you think about it, <laughs> if you think about it, now that we know Titabai has a familiar, is the fr- frog Mer- uh, Mary's familiar now? I would imagine. Probably. She said that. She said uh, the familiar is... And when she said the familiar... Well, familiars, you know, are the they're like creatures or animal, any animal object thing that that usually assist witches in their witchcraft. And you have to oh, feed they, them. They're they're more like guardians in a in a way for which for I did witches. not know that. And Mary has that nipple on her thigh mm-hmm. with the yeah, frog, fear. so that's absolutely yeah. So the frog is Mary's. Familiar. Where is well, yeah. the frog right now, by the way? Is it just well, in the woods? Yeah, I I would imagine so because Sibley, you know, just chucked it so. But did it come back? It came back, and that's when I first heard the term familiar, because she said yeah. the familiar is whatever it was, and I thought that, oh, I guess the we should just know what back. that means, but I, I knew it was the frog. Um, it came back to Mary. Yeah. Right? And then she yeah, because, said... Because, you know, frogs been... are kind of, are the assistants to witches, so it makes sense that it would go back to its rightful owner. Yeah. Yeah. Spiders, I too, I guess. Ugh. It's a good pet. It'll just come back to you. You can drop it off in the woods and it'll make its way back. That's true. Um, yeah. No. Okay. How about that spider, guys? Um, That was horrible. That was absolutely horrible. So, <laughs> you guys, I'm not ashamed to admit I am, like, truly arachnophobic and have, and have spent thousands of dollars in therapy to get to a place where, like, I don't have to, like, run terrified if there's a, you know, just, like, house spider in the room. Not thrilled with it, but... um. If this keeps it, like, I can't watch the show anymore. Like, I'm not joking. The, the tarantulas feeding from necks? Like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Do you hear me, Salem? I can't. <laughs> oh, no, the snake scared me more than the spider. Spiders. I love it all. I can't stand spiders. I, it's I, it's hor- I mean, horrifying. I, I understand. <laughs> I know people, I, I can believe it completely. Although, for the record, folks, Anna was quite the trooper in that screening room. We watch on a huge screen, and she was just like, Looking away, she's like, "Tell me when, tell me when, tell me when." <laughs> it was also honestly, yeah. I fast forwarded through it. But you'd still have to be like it. looking at the screen to see when it's gone. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. moving on. There's a spider. Sure. All right, <laughs> and it will, we will eventually find out what it's what is done in the episode. <laughs> I so. thought it was really cool graphics how they had the spider. Stop, just like, no, oh, that's that, not that, cool that, at all whatsoever. No, what was what was that noise again, Jesse? No. <laughs> 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 all right, let's move away from the spider. Uh, and last thing we want to talk about with with mercy, as Marissa calls her. Mercy the Merciless. Great name. Thank you. Kudos. I'll give you I'll give you a fist bump. Uh, as as we talk about Mercy the Merciless, let's talk a little bit about her horde of teenage girls. Because we see the situation with Emily's dad gets out of jail and and it's kind of predictable what's gonna happen to him until the very end when he gets literally torn limb from limb. Uh, I don't know that we saw that coming. That was that was very graphic. It's like they've they transformed and they have these mighty powers now. But another, I hope that they will touch on it in the next episode. Like, maybe one of the girls will get accused. God, I'm doing predictions again. But I'm just talking about, like, how nobody even acknowledged that he was missing, dead, or anything. And it just seems like increases in, on such a role that he would be on top of that. Like, who did this? What, which was, you know, just any... It just wasn't important, and I guess because he's a drunk, but... Well, it's not just that he was, like, beaten in an alley. He was missing at least an arm that we saw. So... Literally ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Ripped off. So did... 
Okay, so this is a murder that Mercy ordered. Whether she explicitly she ordered it. She encouraged it. I wouldn't or say encouraged ordered, it. she encouraged it and let it happen. But so, here's my question is, was it premeditated enough that Emily was sitting outside of her home, waiting for him to get home, so that he would beat her, so that they could kill her? Yes. Okay. I, just, I wasn't sure if she was just waiting at home to try to confront him to see what was going on, and they ended up coming upon him and killing him inadvertently, or it or was that premeditated. Or just, like, waiting for a situation to happen to give them a rightful enough motive to kill him like saying hey i was still gonna sell you for alcohol more alcohol that was, that itself is a low blow but i don't think that's justifiable to actually murdering him in the way that those girls did yeah where were the girls staying like where were all where do all of them stay i think they've all got families yeah. well emily doesn't so where does she stay because she wasn't staying at the orphanage she's staying at her house then or was she staying with a friend or something? Maybe that's a good question. I don't know where Emily was staying. Because we've never seen a mother, and I don't know what was going on. And the dad was in jail for... I don't understand the whole temporal structure, but days or weeks or something. Why couldn't she just stay in their house while she while he was in jail? Remember, Maybe he came home and he went to Anne and said, um, I want Emily to come home. Tell her she needs to come home. I'm looking for her. I, I know, but... So she wasn't home. So I don't. So we know she wasn't staying at home. But that day she wasn't. But she could she could have been. been. Well, I think it was just that she was avoiding her father. It was just that. As she should. Did you yeah. notice her teeth got whiter? Really? I noticed yeah. that they yeah. weren't as yellow. They're still yellow, but not as yellow. So let's talk She's inconsistencies. <laughs> She's been brushing her teeth. <laughs> uh, Tamsin better. Merchant Anne has been dyeing her hair. Yeah. Much redder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not complaining, but... But speaking of that, the way Mercy approached uh, Anne in the graveyard was kind of shocking. Uh, Not... I mean, we know she did because she's a witch and she's playing the new Mary and whatever, but... But, in fact, in in the social structure in Salem, there's no way that she would be able to be speaking to Magistrate Hale's daughter this way in a sort of, like, threatening sort of condescending super creepy are they the same age mercy and Anne? i think mercy's a little bit younger yeah Mm -hmm. either way you said it it's the new mary you're absolutely right mercy is the new mary in that scene that's what mary would have done but not as creepy right yeah i felt like Anne like came and she was trying to be authoritative and you know trying to be the adult in the situation and mercy was like "Uh uh-uh Girl, let me show you. I'm in charge. Yeah. Back down. Jesse knows a thing or two about. (laughs) (laughs) It was also the way Mercy was carrying herself, the way she walked exactly like Mary, and the way she, you know, emoted and be like, "Uh, no, I got this. This is my power. This is, uh, I have control of this situation. Don't mess with us. Exactly the same behavior as Mary would have handled that situation. I think Mercy was also trying to tell Anne, hey, um, basically... You can join us, or I'm in charge. Go on now. Or trying to intimidate or scare, mm-hmm. but show her power. She did, yeah. And Anne was terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she left very quickly. She backed out. Yeah, but I don't think that that Anne was there, like trying to like be authoritative and like flexing. She was just say there out of concern. You know, mm-hmm. hey, your dad's out of jail. Maybe stay with us so that you will be safe. Mercy and those little girls are a gang. That's yeah. a gang. They're banging. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what a gang would do. Like, they're closing ranks around their people. You can't come talk to our people to poison them or whatever. That's They're gangbangers. You can't sit with us. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you said it to Anne, she lived. They said it to Henry Hopkins, he didn't live. Yeah, no. Uh, 
Rest in peace, Henry. No, don't rest in peace. He's a terrible dude. Uh, he was a terrible dude, but the way he died was terrible. Yeah, was that's pretty brutal. Yeah. No, too drunk yeah. to notice. Nobody, like, that's probably true. He probably yeah. didn't feel uh-huh. a thing. He <laughs> didn't feel a thing. <laughs> Numb the pain. That's quite the hangover, though. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Anything else about Mercy before we move on? Uh, she's she, she is becoming scarier. I will say that. Yeah, she's becoming a lot scarier. I have a feeling a lot of our predictions may have to do with Mercy. Before we get there, though, how about a little news and gossip? Wait, we didn't talk about the kid. Uh-huh. Do you do you want to talk about the kid? No, I guess you don't want to talk about it. No, let's talk about the just, kid, Jesse. Tell no, us about well, the kid. We were just talking about earlier that, you know, he could be important and he could be really relevant to the future. You know, John's made a com- big impact on him. Sounds like you're making a prediction. It is not a prediction. It's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you you feel better? You get that out of your system? Yes. All okay, right. So fine. John prediction. Buzz now let's do news yeah. and gossip. <laughs> After Buzz TV news. Man, that, that side of the table is salty today. <laughs> what is going on? Strike one and two, and from you, that was strike three. Don't worry. Team Bobby and Marissa. Always. Don't Always. mess with Team Bobby and Marissa. We won on Penny Dreadful. We're going to win on this show. Are we ready to talk about news? <laughs> Let's or? do news. Okay. Anna, I believe you have something first, <laughs> yeah, so go yeah, for yeah. it. Uh, just like a small thing, it was really cute. Xander Berkeley, uh, Magistrate Hale, tweeted a cute. If we, uh, yeah, this little picture of his kids with the hashtag World Cup in. So just yes. his kids at a bar watching the World Cup. I just think that's adorable. Yeah, I agree. You know, Team USA. I didn't but know what? kids could sit but at what? a bar. Yeah, what kind of bar? That's illegal. Uh, That is not illegal in the states if they're primary. uh, If they are primarily serving food, if the food Uh. is their primary source of income, that could be a diner. In fairness, I know a lot of diners that have a bar. Pots, yeah, probably cook something. Don't serve alcohol. Yeah, if they can also eat food at the bar, kids can sit at the bar. So anyway, that's it. Honest, full of fun facts today. And if the kid gets too drunk at the bar, you can lift him up with your two fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and only take two of you. <laughs> All right, couple more pieces of news. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to do it. That's just stupid. Yeah, I know. Retaliation. So dumb. All right, Glamour, Glamour magazine, <laughs> which I got to be honest, I don't read Glamour, but they talked to Ashley Medekway and Shane West about Salem. Asked them a couple things. One thing of note: spoilers for the rest of the season. In case you guys are interested in these last four episodes, mm. Shane West said, "Quote: Things will not look as good for John and Anne toward the end, and things will look a lot better for John and Mary." I think in our finale, every single character on the show is going to change. They'll all be in a different spot than they were in the beginning. How profound. Hmm. How very informative. Well, that says a lot. We but, already know Anne's going to be in a different spot, literally. But the, John, but the John and Mary thing is interesting because Anne was a little flirtatious with John today when he was chopping wood with Stephen with the kid. So Anne's been trying to get with John on some level, a friendship or more, and if John and Anne, things aren't looking good and they're going to look better for John and Mary, we'll see. Maybe Mary's stepping it up because you did see that look she gave when she saw Anne come out of the house, you know, when John was, like, helping her. She's like, oh, you're here. Okay. Exactly. A little caddy. I need to step up my game. Uh, Glamour also asked Ashley Medekwe, some people have commented on the sexual tension with Mary and Tituba. How do you approach their relationship? And Ashley, who plays Tituba, said, quote, we were always told in the pilot a lot of their relationship is steeped in sex. So when they have to leave their bodies, the riding of the broomstick is metaphorical for other things. Hmm. We kind of play it that they have been friends for a very long time and lovers on occasion. Sometimes they are nice to each other. Sometimes they are not. 
interesting. Very interesting. Mm. Okay. I, I, I don't. I don't even know what to add to that. And the third thing, the truth about Mary's baby. Remember the baby that she had, or whatever happened to the baby in the first episode. Uh, Glamour said, "When are we going to find out the truth about the baby she aborted, or whatever it is?" Maybe it is, Stephen. No, it's probably not. And Ashley said, "Well, we know the truth that she went to the woods. They performed this ritual. She gave up the baby, and that was the sacrifice to become the witch." The audience knows, but John still doesn't know that she was pregnant. There's a deeper level to what happened in the woods that day, and we will find that out in episode thirteen. Boom. So there we go. All Last right. piece of news. This is historical news. Uh, it is what, June 15th today? June 16th? 16th. The 16th? Okay, good. Then a week ago, six days ago, on June 10th, it was the 322-year anniversary of Bridget Bishop being hanged. That was the first person to be hanged as a witch in Salem. That happened on June 10th, 1692. One interesting note about Bridget, she is portrayed, was portrayed in the show by a younger woman in her 20s or 30s, that brown-haired woman who was in the trial or whatever. The real Bridget Bishop, when she was hanged, they estimate was about 60 years old. So, a minor inconsistency, whatever, but fun fact, or not so fun fact, she was hanged 322 years and six days ago. Wow. And also, you know, we saw that hanging in tonight's episode at the very beginning. Just like, yeah, Increase is a bad guy. Bad (laughs) dude. To to show his power, he will literally hang people. Who are already dead. I said she'd hang, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. He's just he's just following through on his word. Maybe That's not a bad guy. Maybe right. Yeah. yeah. Good guy, right? <laughs> Good, Good guy. Keep your word. All right, guys, since we haven't been doing it all show long, why don't we get to predictions now? <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. <laughs> Jesse, why don't you start? I think Tichaba is going to betray the witches because I think she kind of feels betrayed by Mary and Mercy. So I think she's, like, in the torture, we obviously know she's going to get tortured a little. I think she's going to either give some good information out. Because we know in real life, you know, Tichuba's story was um, that she lied a lot, said she did all this stuff so she could give people information and stay alive longer and they didn't kill her. So I wonder if that's where, you know, the truth will come into the story and that'll happen. Interesting. Still sticking with increases a witch, and uh, we talked about off air, but I'm just going to say on air that I think that John killed um, that boy Stephen's parents. That's a good prediction. Yeah, that was a good one. The whole Indians. Um, I think going off of you know your news and gossip and everyone being in different positions at the end of the season, and definitely towards John and Mary. I think when they're going to try to go through this ground, right? Because I said it before that I don't think Mary's going to. I think John's going to be there at the end to talk Mary out of it. Or, like, Mary might be in the midst of it, but John's the one who, like, talks and rationalizes with her and has her back off of it. That would that would make for a dramatic scene. I like it. I'm going to have my prediction be around Mercy. And I think Mercy is so power hungry and drunk on power and murder and whatever she is. And she's really cool now that she's got that little harem of girls that are following her around doing her bidding. Mercy is going to find a way to make some or all of those girls real witches. And Mercy is going to screw everything up for these witches with a group of new New World witches that aren't approved by Mary and Tituba and anybody else. And the whole witch thing is going to come apart because Mercy goes so rogue, creates her own clan, and fights with the old clans of witches as well as the mortal people. Do you think Mercy's crazy enough to try to go through the ground, right? 
her oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, and yeah. That's a good one. What if Mary doesn't go through the ground, right? But Mercy's the one that tries to do it. Mercy, Mercy does not give a leap. When they do the grand right, they probably already said this, but what what will happen? Like, what will happen? Well, darkness will leash up, unleash upon the earth. But, um, like, will everybody die? Like, what... Like, what's the outcome? Eventually. It's not good to be immortal. I mean, the devil shows up. That's what it is. They're, they're summoning and I know yeah, something the happens underworld. Because the old witches, like, their eyes are gone and all that kind of stuff. So but, I'm like, when you open, like, open the portal to hell, everything is going to spill out. It's hell on earth. Literally. Like, like lava? Like, yes, like lava. Like <laughs> plagues, other demons, anything terrible will literally unleash upon the earth. Anybody have predictions about what it is that they're that they have against Mary that now the Malums no longer use You mean Mary. those two older witches? Yeah. I don't, do you? I don't. I think those the older witches might try to just find another witch to go through the ground right and not Mary. Um, Be gone with you. Well, because at first they were very excited to see the trinket and then uh, as they called it and then something appeared in their cauldron. And they're like, never mind. Well, they're also really mad at Mary for killing um, Rose, right? Yeah. Mm. So I wonder if they're like, like that is kind of like against like witch code to kill another witch. So I wonder if that's what they have on her. It's too. just like a gang, man. It's just like a gang. Yeah. Don't kill your not, own. Not that I know. <laughs> Don't kill your own. What <laughs> sort of like cheese ball gang? Wow. All right. On that okay, note, no. social media links right now. Twitter and Facebook or whatever else. Where can we find you guys? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And Bobby and I also do the Penny Duffel after show. You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R. And I'll be doing Orphan Black in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Jesse Owen. And also you can see me and Bobby. On Catfish this Wednesday. That's right. I'm filling in on Catfish on Wednesday. I cannot wait for that because I've been catfishing girls like crazy myself to get ready for that. And, I'm on. T- go ahead. And also Kardashians on Sundays. That's true. Kardashians is a highlight of my week besides, of course, this show with you lovely three. I am at Bobby Demiro on Twitter and at Mr. Bobby Demiro on Instagram. Thank you guys for watching today on the Salem After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Remember, AfterBuzzTV.com for everything you could possibly need. Marissa has been working literally 24-7 mm-hmm. to get that website back up and i think yeah. is it all the way up is everything normal again everything is currently back right now we still have a few more shows but all the current shows are up there you go <laughs> reward her work with with page views after buzz and ratings and comments and ratings and comments and all that good stuff thank you guys for watching we'll see you next week <laughs> from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 